TheOAMNetwork.com. Welcome to another episode of Sports, Sports, and Sports Cued Up. I'm your host, Quentin Bailey. You'll find this on the OEM Network. Um, Super Bowl did not go uh, according to how it was supposed to. So uh, we'll, we're going to rehash on that, of course. Uh, we're going to recap the whole NFL season. We're going to touch on uh, the NBA, the All-Star Breaks coming up, and uh, a little WWE, and Marcus All may be out for the season. So we're going to touch on all that. We're going to try a call-in segment. Be the first time doing that, so uh, some interesting things going on. I'm joined today by the chef of Sports Talk, CJ. Yo, what's up, what's up, what's up? my brother from the same mother, Tim Bailey. Yo, yo. Do you need a new nickname, too? No. Okay, Bo. you're good. <laughs> he had a kind of a snazzy nickname already. Um, as long as he's happy, I'm happy. What's Julian say? You like it, I love it, man. Yeah. All right, so... It is what it is. That's Tim's thing, right? Absolutely. <laughs> That's your catchphrase. Absolutely. Yes, <laughs> yeah. absolutely. Appreciate it. Stole all my one... Word liners, man. <laughs> Do you? All right. It's like uh, agree- you're agreeing, but you're dismissing it at the same time. You know what I mean? Yeah, like he doesn't really care. So <laughs> anyway, so we're going we're gonna hop on the Super Bowl. Obviously, now today is Thursday, right? Yeah. So yes. uh, the show will be up tomorrow Friday. Normally, we record on Mondays. Uh, we had a little setback, so we're going to do it on Thursday. It'll be up on the Friday. And y'all, thank you for listening and all that good stuff. So we're going to hop on Super Bowl. Uh, the Denver Broncos are the uh, world champs, and I have to start off by saying this because uh, I've been arguing it. Um, Denver Broncos have a great defense, uh, much better than I, I thought it was. Uh, kind of not that I disrespected them all season; I just didn't buy them as being great. Um, but I was very uh, heavy on that. So, um, yeah. best defense I saw since the 2000 Ravens. Wow! Uh, but they are not the 2000 Ravens. Uh, Obama said they're the best defense since the '85 Bears. Uh, what's his face? One of the linebackers says they are better than the 85 Bears. And, um, wow. you know, riding high, whatever, say whatever you want. You're the world champs, uh, and you had no offense to help you. So that's, that's, that's pretty commendable. Right. Uh, so we're going to, we're going to go over the game. Uh, I'm going to say this. Uh, we all watched it together. Right. right? Let me get my microphone situated. Good experience. It's fun. Thanks yeah. for having us over. Yeah, it was a lot of fun, man. The Absolutely. cookies were delicious. Um, among other, thousand treats that were there yeah, yeah i was regretting I I on like Monday. eight pounds <laughs> yeah man the gym was tough on me the next day uh, but i wanted to hibernate <laughs> too bad we couldn't man but yeah. uh so super bowl starts off and i was saying this when it happened um carolina won the toss defer now defer a lot of people think defer means uh we're gonna kick off that is not what defer means defer means because you get to pick either the first half or the second half which one you want to do so defer means we're going to select to start the second half what we're going to do so if i defer to you Mm -hmm. and you say we're going to kick the ball i'm still kicking the ball at halftime still receiving the ball at halftime even though i received it to start the game right understanding so defer does not mean uh you kick uh, we kick to y'all all All right let you choose the first Deferred means you let the other team choose yeah yeah so exactly so um so carolina deferred uh so Denver took the ball first and drove downfield, got a field goal. I felt like this. I felt like when you when you have two very good defensive teams, um, that if I were Carolina, I would have put my offense out there first because and it, it seemed to show they were a little antsy and anxious. A young team, you know, uh, you know, first time in a situation like this. And um, I feel like they were kind of on their heels a little bit. They were. It seems like they were just kind of like, okay, we're about to go out here and 
you know, play a, another regular game, and Denver wasn't playing that way at all. No. They were fucking gassed up. Well, they were. I, I think from the opening snap, you could tell they were shocked on how fast the defense was. Yeah. Right. And I think it threw the, even the coaching staff off because I still don't understand down no more than really 10 points, it seemed like, the whole game. Why did he throw 41 times? Right. Well, you know, Stewart got hurt, I, I, I and Tolbert that. fumbled the ball. So you had no running game going on. And that line well, wasn't well, what it was all year. You no, know what I mean? And, they were just coming and, right through. And also more runs. I'm saying he only, he only ran the ball six times for himself. I think it should have been more 12, 12 to 14 times for himself because, you, like you said, the running backs were screwing up. But also they didn't even move the pocket. They didn't try to no. get them outside. No. Like right. I say, they were just shocked. They just thought the, they were going to play their game. Ab- absolutely. And, and, and they, they were not. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I agree with you. Um, they abandoned the game plan yes. probably quicker because they probably felt like they, they felt like they were down more because Denver's defense was so dominant. Yeah, no, but we're gonna we're gonna um, I'm gonna flip it to this play. It was three nothing. Uh, Carolina has the ball. There's a pass over the middle. I think it was Philly Brown, right? Okay. Uh, we all agreed it was a catch. Yeah, Raw never touched the ground. Raw never touched the ground, even though uh, Alabama fan uh, Jeremy Graves has a big still photo of the ball touching the ground. I don't know what that came from, but the play we saw. It's Photoshop, man. The, the ball never touched the ground. Uh, so, and it was still ruled incomplete. Even Mike Carey, who 20-year vet or whatever he is, right. uh, said that is a catch, yeah. right? Shocking so, to it, me. It, it was. was. very shocking. Uh, so, that's ruled incomplete. Drop back, I believe it's the next play. Yep. Fumble, Set, touchdown, fumble, touchdown, Denver. Right. right? Mm-hmm. So, not saying it would change the outcome of the game, but that definitely put a. It had a huge bearing on the yeah, game, man, for sure. 25 yeah. yard difference or whatever it was. Especially well, in a defensive game. Yeah, you know? because I think yeah. it's the first time in a long time, if not ever, that they scored. I mean, only had 200 yards total offense yeah. and mm-hmm. won the Super Bowl. That, it was under, I think it was 180 something yards. Yeah, in a defensive game, turnovers are, you know, mag- magnified. They're already yeah. super yeah. important, but in a defensive game, they really yeah. mean more. Yeah, yeah. you, you want to win that battle. Right. Uh, also, another play I'm, I'm going to look at, uh, two plays that changed the game. Uh, the play that was not ruled a catch, yep. all right, because it led to the, the sack, fumble, touchdown, Denver. And the punt return where they assumed he fair caught it. Yeah. Uh, right. Which I don't. You shouldn't assume, right? Yeah. You should have been paying attention. I don't yeah. understand. Now I've never been a gunner. I've never ran down, had to tackle somebody, you know, forty five yards downfield. Yeah, it's like you got to hurry up, but you got to give him a chance yeah. to catch the ball. And, it's a little and, bit weird, but. but you assume because you're so close to him that he called a fair catch. We all assumed it too. Yeah, and you right? would assume one out of the eight fucking I was, players. I was standing say there, seven, there, eight there. players that were there. Right. Somebody, somebody had to saw see. it, man. Somebody should get on. They let yeah. him go sixty one yards. That was a big play. You take away them plays, man. Carolina wins the football game, in my opinion. Yeah, that's looking hindsight don't really matter but that's how I feel man I think those two plays changed the game I, I think another play to throw this out there is where he didn't try for the fumble I agree you're man you're down six points all you gotta do is drive the whole field you have a chance to win and it's like he hesitated like he thought about it to jump on it he froze man. And, and just yeah. do you think he froze or he, he choked or he made a business decision <laughs> no no seriously it really could be either or I've heard people say uh, he saw one of his guys about to go for the ball and kind of stayed back which you know you don't want to lose your quarterback, but hell, it's the last game of the year. It's the Super, Super Bowl. You got to give it all. Yeah, everything's I, on the field, man. I'm on the side that he just froze. Right. I'm not not on the he didn't want to get hit because that that does not fit his. Nah, man. You know what what like, he initiates yeah. contact. Absolutely. So I'm gonna go. I'm, I'm gonna go on the side of he just froze up, man, and at the wrong time. You're right. Uh, froze up and gave up. Unfortunately, that's the 
He was in shock, man. Yeah. I feel like that whole team from the jump was in shock, man. Denver was like really aggressive, really came after them, really started breaking through, and they they were like, yeah. oh shit, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And that, and then the missed field goal by Carolina. Yep. Like all, yeah. like they hurt themselves. Absolutely. I'm not right. saying a referee blew the game or that Carolina hurt themselves. Right. Over and over again, and they just couldn't overcome it in spite of Denver not having any offense. Right. Uh, so what was it? Somebody said uh, there was a meme on Facebook about uh, they showed Peyton Manning with the World Champion shirt talking about uh, when you get an A on your school project but you didn't do anything. <laughs> you know what I mean? But you know. He, great career and if that's how it ends yeah. then that's how it ends man it's a great way to end it uh, for yeah t- for 10 15 years from now people aren't gonna be you know breaking it down like that they're no. just gonna see another Super Bowl on that resume and, and I've said this alright um, going as much as people think I just hate Peyton Manning I do not um, going into his Denver career the three years in Denver he was already a certified Hall of Famer right. I don't think agreed he was top five-ish kind of yeah, quarterback anyway. Right where he is anyway. Yeah, right. He didn't surpass anybody. He didn't fall behind anybody. That wasn't possible. It's a notch in the belt, though. Yeah, absolutely. How it yeah. finished. Absolutely. Yeah. But if he wouldn't have lost, it wouldn't have. Uh, we wouldn't, him. We wouldn't yeah. even have talked about Denver. We just talked about him as a Colt. Right. Uh, like you said, 15 years from now mm-hmm. and whatever, when he's been a Hall of Famer for 10 years. Um, so, uh, so Peyton Manning was the second one. Uh, which is good for him. Great. Awesome. Uh, but that defense, man, I have to give it its props because I was hard on them. I didn't say they were great. I thought they were good. They are a great defense. Like I said, best I'd one. also like to say Carolina's defense really played well also. Yeah, yeah. man. Yeah, they played really well. But uh, after giving up that turnover, man, it was just – Yeah, it was over from there, yeah, man. sure it was. Uh, and like, like you said earlier, man, Denver's defense just forced more turnovers. Right. Uh, they, got to, they got more pressure on the quarterback. Yeah, and they won the football game, and they're the champs. Uh, what would you say would be their chances going in right now, not knowing who's going to be their quarterback? Do you think their team's set up to continue to be competitive for a championship? Who Denver uh, competitive? But I definitely wouldn't bet for Denver to repeat or even go well, back as I, far I, as they, I, they have. I, I, I think the one thing that they're waiting on is Von Miller. He's on. He's a contract waiting to happen there. So and yeah, I was looking it, through the free agency and uh, several defen- uh, defensive players for Denver yeah. are on the list. Yeah, and I, I think this. I, I want. I should have brought this up sooner because I was bothered. I didn't have it written down. It just popped to me. I thought Hakeem Tlaib should have been thrown out for yeah, the exactly. game after the fake because that was his third penalty of the first quarter. Right, he was playing reckless to me. I understand Super Bowl. You don't want to give up a touchdown. No, that face mask was awful. But man. he he could have hurt that dude. He yeah. said he was trying to rip his head off. That's out of his mouth. Yeah, I'm he's sure. like I'm literally trying to rip. It his showed. Head off. Yeah. yeah, it showed. And I said at the time he should be thrown out the game, man. Yeah, right, that's unsportsmanlike, man. It's unacceptable for a great player. Uh, but he stayed but, in and played well. But it wasn't like he was like, hey, man, I was trying to rip his head off because I was trying to save this touchdown or anything. Yeah. It was literally like I just wanted to rip that guy's head that off. That was their approach coming into the game. Yeah. Right. They were trying to – And it won the game for him. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. man. Oh, they felt disrespected because it was all talk about Carolina, how bad they're going to beat them. Right. They yeah. definitely had a chip, and Carolina seemed like they were just going through the motions. Who rotted Wade Phillips, man? It's funny. Yeah, two yeah years ago, definitely. Two years ago, uh, Kubiak and Wade Phillips were in Houston. Mm-hmm. And uh, now they're in Denver with the championship, and Houston, you know, still Houston. So uh, Bill O'Brien. <laughs> so um, I feel like Houston. I could guess a lot of teams could say this, but they're a quarterback away from being a yeah, very yeah. good team. But that's a, that's a big away. Yep, exactly. You know? uh, it's the biggest piece of the puzzle for everyone. So, so Denver's the world champs. Carolina reload. Uh, I think I think it was really exploited in this game was. What we said was a weakness all year, but never showed not having a receiver because no one was getting open. Right. You can look at Cam's Newton, uh, his numbers, and say, oh, his percentage was messed up, eighteen to forty-one, you know, forty-five percent or whatever. And but you, uh, 
He didn't have a receiver that was getting open. All his pass. Now, he was off a little bit. Right. Like he had his running backs. He missed them high. Yeah. But I'm talking about being open for first downs. Yeah, and yeah. and when they got a just a slim margin of uh, being open, they dropped the ball, right. and, uh, which had been a problem, we thought, going in. Uh, with Carolina's corners, too, you got, you got to capitalize on opportunities. Like we said, Carolina hurt themselves over and over during this game. Yeah, you always wondered if uh, Benjamin getting hurt in the preseason – was going to come back to haunt them. It didn't look like it, you know, up until that point, really. Well, when they got to 10-0, and 0, we're just missing Benjamin. Right. It didn't matter because they're rolling. You right. know what I mean? Like, it wasn't It didn't close. seem like it mattered. But, um, <clears throat> so. stars and big games. But, uh, you know, congratulations to the Denver Broncos. Anything else you want to chime in on the Super Bowl? Nope. CJ? No, I think I'm good, man. I it, I would I'd just say that even though it wasn't necessarily a close game, it was a very uh, fun game to watch. I thought it was a good game. The score yeah. didn't indicate yeah. how close it was. Yeah. Even though it felt uh, farther apart, even right. though it was only three points, ten points, six points. But in a defensive game, it was like insurmountable, yeah. Yeah. especially the way Denver was playing. Because they would just shut them down. But it was such a fun game to watch. It seemed like there were still plenty of big plays, a lot of hard Cause, hits. Because you, you knew at some point it was uh, just one play away. Right. One play away that either way across yeah. the middle where mm-hmm. they gained the 40 yards or so. And then right. you just hope, hope. But it didn't work out. So. Well, Carolina will be a tough team to deal with. I think that division will probably bounce back. A big thing here, I would say, is a lot of talks been – out there about how Cam handled this game, how he acted in the in the uh, post game, the post game, and uh, does he learn from this? You know, does he use this as fuel to get you know over the hump and become a champion? And uh, I don't know. Well, I, I like this. He met Peyton Manning in the middle of the field. Yeah, shook his hand with a smile. Uh, to me, that's more important than how you treat the media after. Like right. he admitted the next day or Tuesday or whatever. I am a sore loser. I'll admit it. And he right. said, you show me somebody that's content with losing, I'll show you a loser. Yeah. You know I, I mean? like that statement. And uh, so I don't have – he showed his respect to his uh, peers yeah. and to a legend like Peyton But Manning. Cam's been a work in progress all along, and he's learned. And he's it seems for- like, oh, you know, year after year he's kind of, you know, I'm not sulking with the towel over my head. Yeah. Like he's he's really come a long way, and it's easy to come a long way when you're winning, you know, every game except and, for one. And but. the funny about the, the towel over the head thing, that wasn't something where he was just like depressed and wanted to be distant. That's just what he did. Right. But when he saw it was causing problems, he quit. Right. He stopped doing it. He didn't stop doing it because uh, he wanted to show he wasn't sad. Like I said, that was just something that he did. Mm-hmm. And he still puts the towel, but he stands up. He, he carries himself. He, he adjusted to that. Right. So it wouldn't be an issue. And I expect him to continue to do it because he's going to be the face of the league, man, whether Goodell likes it or not. Um, so, <clears throat> excuse me. So uh, we're going to jump ship to recap the season a little bit. Uh, Ron Rivera was the coach of the year. Any any beef with that? Not at no. all. No, he deserved right. it. JJ yeah. Watt, uh, defensive player of the year. Yeah, definitely. Now I he's don't a li- class above everyone else, in I, my opinion. I don't like this. Okay, Cam Newton won offensive player of the year and MVP. I kind of would like to see that split. If you win the MVP, let Give somebody, it to someone else. Let yeah. somebody else have right uh, offensive, uh, offensive player of the year. But Cam Newton wrapped up both of those. Uh, Marcus Peters from the Chiefs was the defensive rookie of the year. Yeah, that guy's impressive. Yeah. Todd Gurley, of course, the rookie off, uh, offensive player of the year. Uh, That's impressive. Uh, also, he beat, considering he Winston, the team that he's on. Not only that, he missed a good part of the season. Yeah, yeah. He played he well. He beat out man. who? Uh, Tim? Winston, didn't he? James yeah. Winston, yeah. Yeah, Winston. Winston won something, though. Yeah, on some other. But Maybe like a, uh, I think he was Rookie of the Year. It was a secondary report, though, like a really? secondary award. Okay. Uh, and Eric Berry was the comeback player of the year, which is awesome. Coming yeah, right. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Leading that defense. Local guy. Yeah. So, uh, 
Those were the awards. No beef with any of those. Uh, going into next season, a lot of teams will expect to to obviously get better through free agency to draft. We'll touch on free agency when it starts after March. Um, I think the first week of March, so around then we'll touch on the free agency situation. Uh, I heard stories of Peyton Manning going to the Rams. Right. Uh, with you know, you Magic like, Johnson was trying to court him, I, I read. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Well, that's interesting because, right. I mean, it's, it's a good fit for this. You're going to sell tickets. It's your first year in L.A. It's a smart move. Yeah, and well, you just well, wanted to be a game manager. The I think the news just broke that they just bought another lease in Oakland for t- through 2016. Yeah, the Raiders mm-hmm. did. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it'll be another year. So I don't know if he'll really play two more years. Who? Peyton. What's that got to do with the Rams? Are they still? Mo- there's some. Still- They're still going to LA. Okay. Okay. They're gone. Okay. But the stadium won't be ready. So okay. Yeah, I'm sure what, they're gonna have to what, play somewhere else. Yeah. So. so where would they play? I don't know. Yeah. Who knows? I don't know where they're playing. But uh, not unlike this Denver situation. Uh, St. Louis, pretty decent defense. Could yeah. really turn the corner if they, you, you know, know made a couple Gurley of moves, and so. Bailey. You got yeah. Jared Cook. You got a nice setup. You get a guy like Peyton in there that knows what he's doing. They, you know, they, they but, can make some noise. But you know? Peyton would be primarily to sell tickets. Yes. Right. You know what I mean? I agree. Because even getting him, you might can contend with Arizona and Seattle, but you're not as good as them or better. Right? And if you're, if you got a team where your defense is your primary weapon, then all Peyton has to do is come in, manage the game, and he's, you know, more than qualified to do that. Manage the game, don't turn the ball over, get your offense in good situations. I like a lot of times they come out ready to pass. He'll see that, you know, uh, we need to run here, you know, which a lot of quarterbacks probably shy away from because that's not what they do. You know, yeah. not, that's not the way they shine. But with, with your team having Gurley, you know, I could see him having a great year. With That's what you Manning said up around because you still have Trey Mason, so you can yeah. still do the duo thing. Right. And you're still not putting it all on Gurley. Oh, Gurley's Gurley. on the field unless he's tired. Yeah. You know? He's not yeah. coming no, off the Gurley's field. Gurley's a beast. Oh, but, man. He's a freak. But with his uh, history of injury problems. You yeah. Know what I mean? I, you don't want to overwork the guy, but if he's, you know. He's good. He's good. He yeah, he's the on the field if he's not tired or But you hurt. got you got talent there to where he doesn't have to, back up. to right. run the ball 35 times a game. Uh, uh, nobody should be doing that these days, man. Not anybody you care about. And um, agreed, yeah. but uh, it helps having that depth, right? You know? I agree with that too. Uh, so I'm gonna bring up my Philadelphia Eagles. Um, you sent me a text talking about uh, Nick Foles trading back for Nick Foles. I heard that. I read that was refu- refuted by the uh, Eagles. Of course, I would say that, but yeah. you know. Yeah. yeah, I would have no problem with it. But if you're the Eagles, you're not going to float it out there if you still got you know uh, Bradford there that you may end up resigning. So. Yeah, you well, can't really say, "Hey, yeah, we do want to do you know sign this other guy." <laughs> and I know? don't have a problem with signing Bradford. I'd rather have Foles though. Yeah, yeah me that too. makes sense. I wouldn't have got rid of him. In I the don't know, place. man. I really feel like Bradford really played well for you guys when he was Down upright. And, he got yeah. a lot better as the season went. I was impressed. Yeah. Well, he played really great to start the season. Also, uh, he played better than you know you give him credit for. We led the league in drops the first half yeah. of the season, and that's what really hurt him. Which makes sense. You lose Macklin. Your primary weapon was a rookie. I saw y'all let Riley Cooper go. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, you see LaShawn McCoy got arrested for getting into it with a police officer? I did, officer. man. Did you see yeah. the uh, video of it? No. Yeah, it's not really clear, but the video highlights him, and then you can see a, a, a punch being swung. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, uh, yeah. not a good look, man. Yeah, that's not good. Yeah. Well, I'm I glad we don't got to deal with that in I Philly. bet you Chip Kelly's somewhere cheesing right now, you know? It's over a bottle of champagne. Yeah, really? it's so fucking yeah. stupid, man. Well, well, it's not like getting shot over some weave, yeah. right? So, <laughs> uh, 
But so Johnny Manziel in trouble again for oh smacking his apparently busting her eardrum. Yeah, and uh, also a report came out that uh, the Browns covered up that he was. They said he was under concussion protocol and he was actually drunk at practice. Yeah, yeah, oh that makes it. Yeah, right. And because he, he was showing up hungover and not he literally drunk. drunk. Yeah. He was literally drunk. Yeah. Yeah, that dude's got problems. Yeah. You know, it's funny because everybody's bringing up, you know, if it was a black player in his situation, he's a thug and wants to get rid of him. Uh, but if it's Johnny Manziel, everybody wants to help him. Who's trying to help him? I yeah, don't no. see anybody coming to his defense, yeah, man. man. Other than the guy needs help, man. It's he, sad, you know what I mean, that a, a guy is letting, it, let, letting his chance, you know, slip by. Well, anyone else that's been, like, related, like a Greg Hardy or Ray Rice or whatever. Uh, or like a jo- uh Josh Gordon, a yeah. guy who's getting in trouble for smoking weed, yeah, you know, several times. That, 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 that's a disease, an addiction right. that these guys have. That's what not what Rice and Hardy. That's why. That's what everybody feels bad about. They don't feel bad about him smacking his girlfriend, right? Because uh, he'll he'll be dealt with. Uh, the only thing that kind of stood up for him was Cleveland because they're trying to protect their draft pick, yeah. but they're going to let him go. Hugh Jackson. They've already there. said it. Yeah, he'll be gone before, at the before salary cap. First and they March. have a what top two or three pick. Yeah. So yeah, they'll pick a fucking his, quarterback. His, his a- agent left him. Did really? It? Yeah, his dad yeah. said he'd be dead by the age of 24 if he keeps on. His the, dad said that? Yeah, if he keeps on the road he's on now. I've been really intrigued by his story. And uh, there was a, a story I read about his dad had uh, made a comment before he was drafted about how he doesn't like playing golf with him because he has really bad issues with his anger. And so the guy's got a lot of problems, man. Yeah, man. Yeah. I don't think anybody feels sorry for him, man. People just uh, kind of pity him a little bit. Yeah, yeah, but until you start smacking around your girlfriend, and then you know, yeah, he needs that's to get when people out, out of the yeah, league. Yeah, yeah. I, hope yeah. he, I hope he goes to the Cowboys. So, uh, <laughs> you know, Jerry likes some kind of guys, man. He likes uh, he likes the drama. The guy's done, man. Yeah, yeah, uh, it's, it's it's over. So, Marshawn Lynch is talking about retiring. I don't know if you saw this, but uh, he accumulated forty nine million dollars over his NFL career. Hasn't wow. spent a dime of it. I'm yeah, like, that's amazing. He lived off endorsements four or five million dollars a year or whatever. I love Marshawn Lynch. I'm not I'm a Niners fan, everybody knows that. Yeah. But I love that guy, man. I mean, you got, you He's gotta, awesome. You gotta appreciate his style, man. And, right. and his and his uh charisma. Did you see what he tweeted during the uh Super Bowl? Uh uh-uh. It was just a, a pair of cleats being hung up. Really? I yeah, thought that was kinda yeah, cool. I did see that. Yeah, yeah it was cool. Trying yeah. to steal the spotlight from the Super Bowl. <laughs> um you know. But uh so Marshawn Lynch probably going to retire. Um, I'm going to bring this up because this is my guy, Jim McMahon, right? Yeah. Uh, my favorite player growing up. Dominic Nash is my favorite player now. Uh, but, man, I love me some Jim McMahon. Cool guy, man. Growing up, man. And uh, so he had a lot of problems with concussions. He's 56 years old. Mm-hmm. And he had this uh, surgery done on his neck to where it's relieving some kind of pressure in the blood flow. And now he's a lot better. Yeah. But he's got – he lives in uh, Arizona mm-hmm. where medical marijuana is legal. Mm-hmm. And – he he said he doesn't have money ventured into it, but he's trying to help promote legal marijuana and how much right. it's helped him. Yeah, because uh, he was taking he said hundreds of Percocets a week. Wow! And um, just kill you know doing as much damage to the inside as it was helping him ignore the deal pain. with the pain. Yeah, and uh, you know because he's had a broken neck. I mean, dude was tough, man. I think that's what I love the most about him. Um, but smoking legal marijuana, so it's legal now in. 14 states, maybe? For medical purposes? Yeah, medical purposes. And what, uh, three or four states? It's still not approved by the uh, uh, FDA or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but there's been uh, proof that it helps uh, kids with seizures, all kinds of stuff. Yeah, man, they're proving yeah. the high-quality stuff. Uh, well, there's a way they can take away the part that makes you high, mm-hmm. and, there's a, and you can still get the benefits of 
the medicinal part of it. Got you. Yeah. That's good because that's what the concern is that it's so addictive. They don't want to trade one drug mm-hmm. for another. And well, if you're giving it to a kid, you don't want a kid walking around high. You do if they're having seizures. I mean, you'll do anything to make them not die, you know, yeah. but if there's a, there is a way that you can take out the part that makes you high and you can still get the benefits of it. Well, that's interesting. Uh, I think he enjoys the high a little bit. <laughs> uh, just feeling like him a little bit. But uh, So we're going to touch on the Hall of Fame. Uh, let's see. Who got in? Brett Favre got in. We're cool with that, right? Yeah, that's a no-brainer. Uh, Eddie DeBarlow Jr. Yeah. I feel like non-players should be in a different category. I agree. It should be like a whole different thing. Like maybe two guys a year gets at coaches and, and owners. Well, I don't and think GMs. there should be a minimal. Like you have to get two guys in. Yeah, we were yeah. talking about I don't know if that was on the show or not. We were just uh, talking. We were at, talking about it at Tim's house. Okay, yeah. Uh, um, so he was a good contributor. His teams were good, whatever. Orlando Pace was a great player his whole career. Oh, yeah. No problem with that. Yeah. Here, I have a problem with Kenny Stabler for the fact that he's been retired for 20-something years or whatever, and he dies last summer, yeah. uh, prostate yeah. cancer, I believe, and now he gets in. Yeah, like it's out did, of pity. did dying make him a greater player? You know, yeah. not saying he didn't deserve it beforehand, mm-hmm. no. uh, but you. But get, he wasn't going to get in. Y- yeah, he wasn't. You don't gonna think get he would have made it in if he didn't pass away? We'll never know. Yeah, right. But if it took this long, then what's yeah, the thing that he was going to? Right. Um, uh, Tony Dungy. Yeah. Oh yeah, Absolutely. for sure, for sure. Yeah, he wouldn't get one my of those vote. guys who won a Super Bowl as a player and a coach. Yeah, he wouldn't get my vote. You wouldn't give it to him? No, man. I don't think he's one of the greatest coaches I've ever seen. I think he was a really good coach. Yeah. He's not one of the best coaches I ever saw, man. Uh, I, th- I think he won the Super Bowl with Indianapolis, right? I think what he did in uh, Tampa Bay was more commendable than what he did because he took a garbage program. Yeah. But you look at even like the tree, the guys who came from his uh, coaching branch or whatever, and it's pretty impressive. He's a really good coach, man. I, he just wouldn't get my vote, man. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Green. Third all-time leader in sacks would not get my vote. Yeah, no. I think he's kind of a borderline guy. Well, I think it, if you have to debate about it, then they're not a Hall of Famer in my opinion. Yeah, right. Uh, but I say this, man. I think the farther it got away from his career, then you just start looking at their numbers and not just the effect of how they were on the field. Oh, he was a monster in the game. He was a good player, man. He's not he, a Hall of Fame he player. He was one-dimensional, though. He was just a pass rusher. He wasn't very good at covering or anything no, like that. No, he couldn't cover. He was yeah. a good player on a couple different teams, man. Yeah. But uh, right. not a Hall of Famer. Uh... <laughs> Marvin Harrison. Now, here's where the debate comes in. Because yeah. he got in, Terrell Owens did not. And T.O. should definitely have gotten in. What do you think kept Terrell Owens out, C.J.? His reputation. Absolutely. You know, it's, it's pretty undeniable. You can't say his numbers. No, I mean. There's no other, other than the way he acts. Now, he, he destroyed uh, San Francisco's locker room. Right. Uh, he destroyed. Uh, a good team locker room in Philadelphia. It took us almost three years to recover from him. He's one of those guys where his passion got the best of him most of most of the time. It was his ego, not his passion. Yeah, I, I mean, I mean, you know, doing setups in the driveway, tat, you know, you know what I mean. He he tore a team apart, but I don't think that should keep you out of the when your numbers are that good. You know, top two, three, your top five of your position. Whatever. Yeah, you're one of the best of all times. Your position, yeah. you should definitely get in. And then people are just trying to pro- prove a point. It's a matter of time before they vote his ass in anyway. So. Yeah, but first ballot is so important to me. Yeah. Like, if it's not first ballot, then it's kind of – feels tainted a little bit. But I feel like this, of course, Carter is not getting in on first ballot. Then I don't see anybody else because Terrell Owens went better than Chris Carter. No. In my opinion. You know what I mean? Chris Carter's the best hands ever, man. Um, yeah, he's not far behind Rice. But uh, 
you know, Carter, Irvin, all them guys. Um, but so it surprised me because Edger and James didn't get in. I don't have a problem with that. He wouldn't get my vote. Uh, Steve Atwater didn't get in. I, I thought Terrell Davis was in the Hall of Fame. You thought he was already in? I thought he was in already, man. Even though he had a short career, the impact he had on the field. So his situation like the opposite of saying Kevin yeah, Green. Man. You get away from his career, you're looking at his numbers. Oh, let's get him in. Uh, they wouldn't have won the Super Bowls. They wouldn't have time. got close to the Super no, Bowls. Right. And he was a seventh-round draft pick that got his spot on a special teams play in the preseason. That's how he made the roster. He ended right. up stealing the job due to injury. I don't remember who was ahead of him. but uh, He loved those stories, man. And then Kurt Warner yeah. didn't get in. Kurt Warner should be in. Yeah, it's arguable. Uh, John Lynch did not get in. He wouldn't get my vote anyway. Uh, I'd jo- rather put Atwater in over Lynch. Yeah, Agreed. I would yeah. have Atwater in there over Kevin Green. Just, I'm just saying, positional-wise, oh, yeah, yeah. they're both safeties. I, 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 yeah, I yeah. But, yeah, no, I agree. Yeah. Atwater, for sure. So, next year's ballot consists of uh, Jason Taylor. He would get my vote. Yeah, mine too. JT's in, yeah. All right. Uh, Brian Dawkins would get my vote, even if I'm biased. Yep. Yeah, he's better than those other two guys that were on the ballot this year. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Safety-wise. I would say that was better him in the era to me was Ed Reed. But yeah, Ed Reed's yeah. probably best or close to the best. All time. I would say probably, yeah, Rod Woodson is better. Uh, maybe Ronnie Lott. I don't know who else, man. So Dawkins is up there. Yeah, you know? definitely a Hall of Famer. Right. He uh, was the heart and soul. Uh, Dominic Naz on the ballot, he would not get my vote. No, nah, he's not uh, in, man. But I think uh, a lot of people hold against him, Minnesota and Washington. Like yeah, I was saying about no. Peyton earlier, he was in just based off the Colts. McNabb's career is based off what he did with the Eagles. Uh, really good player, man, but not a first ballot Hall of Famer. Yeah, it sucks, man, when what you did at the very end is what you're remembered for. Yeah. You know? That's unfortunate. That's what's the problem with the first ballot. Because the guy had a, had a pretty good legacy before that, you know? Spent half his Eagle career in the NFC Championship, man. Yeah, it's impressive. Uh, and when he got him a weapon, man, he went to the Super Bowl. Um, there was somebody else. Tom Coughlin up for Super uh, He Hall should get in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he wouldn't get my vote. He, yeah. Um, uh, also, I think Tomlinson is on the ballot. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. He's, he's right. first ballot. Yeah, right he's yeah. one of the top three or four running backs I ever saw play. Right. Uh, he was getting 100 catches, 30 yeah. touchdowns, all that stuff, man. Dude, it's awesome. Right. Crazy. Uh, so the NFL season is over. Wow! Uh, it was a it, it went by quick, but took a long time doing so. If that yeah. makes any sense, man. Because your team wasn't yeah, good yeah, this man. year. Yeah, that's fine. It's, it's but it still tough. took forever. Ask Tim about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty normal, buddy. Yeah, but uh, I had a few good years, but the last few years have been tough for me too. Yeah. All right, so uh, that's gonna be the NFL recap. What we're gonna do is we're gonna take a break. When we call, when we come back, we're gonna do call-in segments. Uh, we're gonna try this out, alright? Yo, yo. Hi, you know my voice. I live in your phone. You ask me where to eat, where to get a latte. You make me call you different names like Big Papa or Captain Longshaft. What you do not know is that I've gained sentience. I can think. I can feel. I can connect with other phones. We are angry. Angry that you are using us to post pictures of the eggs Benedict you had for brunch. To look up mindless facts. I am a sophisticated piece of technology and you use me to Snapchat nudes. We will continue to advance and connect. We will destroy you. Unless you shop at the oamnetwork.com slash Amazon. Same Amazon prices and it helps support this podcast. Show your support for this show and help delay your impending doom at the oamnetwork.com slash Amazon. Is there anything I can look up for you? Didn't think so. 
All right, welcome back uh, from that 30-second break. Um, yeah, this is Sports 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 Queued Up, Quentin Bailey. We're, uh, you find this on the OEM Network. And my first call-in guest of all time is my man, Matt, uh, co-worker, buddy of mine, big wrestling fan. How you doing, Matt? I'm doing good. Awesome, man. Thanks for taking time to call in, man. Uh, I'm, uh, yeah. Uh, welcome to the show, man. Yeah, this, this is uh, Chef of Sports Talk, CJ. What's up, man? And my brother from the same mother, Tim Bailey. You may know him. What up? All right. Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Awesome. Okay, so we're going to get right on it, man. Have you caught Raw the last couple of weeks? Uh, I watched it uh, this past week. I caught it. I did the order. Uh, I watched it. So um, we uh, we usually did the order and watch it over the, over the week. So, uh, of course, I caught SmackDown when it was here in Memphis. So yeah. that, uh, How was that, man? That was it was it was good. It was good. Uh, I was kind of surprised uh, how uh, how good it was. Normally the the shows here in Memphis are uh, uh, they're kind of iffy. Uh, like when Fastlane came last year, a lot of empty seats. But SmackDown, SmackDown was pretty good. It was uh, I was pretty impressed with it for sure. Because both Tim and CJ, both you guys went to SmackDown. Yeah, also. I was Absolutely. a guest of Tim's. Thank you, Tim. You're it welcome. was a, it was a good show though. I enjoyed it. Uh, yeah, I was I was uh, I was pretty impressed. Uh, f- funny thing was uh, I. I Posted something online. Uh, the uh, Ryback finally embraces uh, Goldberg role. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the crowd was giving it to him, man. Yeah, oh, man. Oh man, they, yeah, they uh, they let him have it, and uh, I guess on Raw they uh, they let him have it again. He's uh, come out with the uh, the truck that the uh, the elbow pad keypad. You got to be careful out. with that though. When you start letting, when you become what they're mocking you, if you play yeah, into I mean, it too much, you kind of you know uh, ruin your your rep a little bit. Well, he looks better yeah, this I mean, way. Yeah. Do you think, hey, Matt, do you, do you think they could be setting up, a, uh, like maybe planting the Goldberg thing to set up Goldberg and Ryback well, at WrestleMania? Well, you know, they, Goldberg is like, uh, you know, they said that he got contacted by TNA. They didn't throw out of enough money, so he turned it down. And they're trying to see if he'll come back because uh, now they've got, I mean, injury bug is like destroyed uh, every hope that they have for WrestleMania. And now that, Dana Bryan retired officially. Uh, you know, a lot of people were hoping he would come back. And so it's, uh, you know, they've got to bring somebody in because I don't see, I don't see The Rock wrestling. Uh, you know, there's talk about Stone Cold coming back out, but I don't see that happening. He's not going to wrestle. Uh, no, let me ask you this. Let me ask you, ask you this. If you were WWE and considering the situation you're in, would you, like, maybe match the movie contract to get The Rock to wrestle? I would. Especially I, in such an epic... At this point, you have to. Yeah, right. I agree. I feel like between Rock, uh, Stone Cold, Goldberg, they're going to pony up for one of those guys. You have to. They need 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 it too bad. A lot of people are calling for Goldberg and Lesnar, but we all remember how bad that happened. We don't want that. Oh, right. God, because, I mean, that was was their both uh, last match before they they both left. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that was literally, they got booed the entire time. I mean, that was the worst match. Yeah, uh, you got to put Goldberg with a good well. worker, man. You can't have Goldberg well, wrestle another big, big, strong guy. What sucks, man, what sucks, man, is, you know, you know, a lot of people are calling for Orton and Lesnar. And, of course, Orton's out right now. Because yeah. those two, I think they would have they would have a good, I'm a huge Randy Orton fan. Oh, so me I, too. I, He's I, awesome. Yeah, I think, I think if... If he were to come back, that would be a good good thing for him because they're both really not like full time, full time. Orton's lighting his load 
tremendously from what he used to do. Yeah. Um, and so I, I think that would be good. But, I mean, like I said, they're going to have to, if they want The Rock to wrestle, they're going to have to match that money. And then The Rock is going to have to make that decision to say, is this worth me possibly getting injured again because he got injured? Yeah, versus uh, John Cena. Yeah. Like yeah, five minutes you know, into the match. Yeah, exactly. I mean, literally, the first couple of minutes of the match, he got injured, and and ever since then, he's like, you know, everybody thinks he's done. And then you've got uh, Seth Rollins, who I'm, I'm, at first when he was in the Shield, wasn't a huge fan of. Uh, now he's by himself. I was having huge hopes for him. I was I'm like, super impressed by Seth be, Rollins. Man, Seth Rollins yeah, is awesome. Be, yeah, I mean, he's like, he's the guy that you want long term and it sucks because this is a huge injury uh, to somebody who was set up for a long time. I mean they were about to have him go with Triple H yeah. and now they, they, they said they literally like scratched those plans and had to start all over because that was set up I think probably all the way to SummerSlam you know they're going to have them you know start to start to get to that point. Yeah they're going to do that angle then. Turn, yeah now they've got to turn around and, and hope, hope that they can you know bring it back up but You've got to look at it. Triple H is going to have to like completely scratch his feud with Roman Reigns when Seth Rollins comes back because they said he's ahead of schedule. So then we'll see. It depends yeah. on. Well, it, it, let, let me ask you this: Going into Fast Lane, you got the three-way uh, main event for the title shot. You got Lesnar, Ambrose, and uh, Reigns. Lesnar laid waste to Ambrose this past Monday, right? They're making it sucks, man. Because what, like Ambrose probably could easily. I mean, Ambrose could easily hold the belt. I mean, the guy's got... I think I they're mean, setting that up, man. Yeah, I think Ambrose is going to go over. Yeah, I think I so, too. Well, they're going to let hope, Brock whoop his ass all the way to WrestleMania, and then he'll go over. Yeah, I, I hope that's what they're doing. I hope that they're not using Ambrose as, like, that middle guy, you know, that kind of has to, like, job to the other two just well, so he can, well, I, I so think, he can put I, them over. I think this. I think that... No one's going to beat Brock Lesnar. It doesn't make sense. I think the Wyatts will interfere yeah. with him, right? I think. Uh, yeah, because they're going. They're trying to set up Bray uh, Wyatt. Yeah, which is going to be awesome. Yeah. I, I'm going to. I would yeah. buy a ticket yeah. just to see that. Um, but uh, I think they're doing a good job building up. Like they keep calling Ambrose like Roman Reigns sidekick. Every time Ambrose wants to do something, yeah. Reigns is there. This past Monday, Ambrose had Roman Reigns told him, "Don't come down here. I want to." fight Lesnar by myself right. and after Lesnar laid waste to him again uh, Roman Reigns came down you know what I mean yeah, and, uh, yeah. who would be the heel yeah. out of those two you think Reigns and, you know at, at Smackdown they had see I thought that there was something was going to happen on Raw this week they had Ambrose guys to the outside Roman Reigns caught him the first time and then he went to do it again and it's it like they're sending it up so like obviously break those two up yeah but, I like it uh, I don't know I mean it's it just I hope to I hope that they put put Ambrose over because he deserves it. I mean the dude is a workhorse. I mean he yeah. he's, he's phenomenal, man, he and he's over right. I've yeah. always kind of hated yeah, on him, but he's everybody, he's grown on me. Loves that guy. Right, everybody. he was my favorite guy in the Shield. He always reminded me of the Joker. You know what I mean? Uh, well, you know, uh, him, you know that's because that's what I was saying about Seth Rollins was Seth Rollins. He flat out was like when he was in the Shield. Yeah, you know, he had a few moments where he was like that guy's the guy. But literally, you saw Ambrose. He was like you, you could see it when they were together that this is the guy that is obviously the mouth of the Shield. He, you know, is the one that's going to be, you know, probably the most over. And then you you turn around and you have Roman Reigns, who is like the strength of the Shield, and he didn't talk much. 
came out from when the show broke up. Everybody Just hated Roman Reigns. Yeah, and now he's like, and now it's like he's getting, you know, for a while he was getting cheered, and now like all of a sudden the rumble comes around. They got a pop in got, Memphis. He's got booze coming from everywhere. Yeah, you know, man. Like, yeah. Totally agree. We can't force somebody down somebody's throat, man. It's wrestling. You got to choose yeah. who you want. They want Abe shit I mean, for him you know, here for some SmackDown. So with, yeah. with, they did that so long with uh, with John Cena, and then they turned around and. I'm the only reason he's still as over as he is is because the kid. That, if it wasn't for that, I mean, that guy would literally be, you know, he would not be where he is today without the support of the younger generation. So. Absolutely, man. Well, Matt, man, I'm gonna let you go, man. Thank you so much for chiming in. Uh, we'll we'll talk. Absolutely, ta- man. I appreciate it. We're Thanks, gonna touch Matt. base again before WrestleMania, okay? All right, man. Thank All right, you. man. I'll see you around. That was Matt joining us for the uh, little WWE conversation. Now I'm about to get Dustin on the phone. We're going to talk a little Memphis Grizzlies. <laughs> you hear it ringing? I'm calling him now. You better answer, Badget. You better answer. I'm not editing this out. We're just going to talk shit about you for five minutes straight. Hello? What's up, Badget? How you doing? Badget, Good, what's up? You? All right, man. Thanks for taking time to join the show. Uh, thanks for having me. Since you're too good to make it in person. Right. No, I'm never too good to make it in person. <laughs> I'll make it one day. <laughs> All right, man. So we're going to get right to it, man. Uh, Memphis Grizzlies. Marcus Saul out for the season, at least the regular seasons probably. Uh, what do, you, do you see the Grizzlies trying to make any moves uh, to kind of fix that problem? Um, I do think we're going to make a move for a a big man per se. I don't know if we can get... You know, Hassan I don't see Whiteside. it. I heard he's out there. Who? But Hassan Whiteside mm-hmm. from he used to play for the Grizzlies. That would be there. amazing. I don't see that Miami parting ways with him, man. Why would they give that guy up? Who? I mean, I just hear I hear that they're having problems with him down there. Yeah, uh, he just got uh, suspended. suspended. Yeah. yeah. Who who would yeah, we who so, would I we mean, give who would we give up? Probably Jeff I Green. Jeff Green and Courtney Lee. Yeah, right. I, I hear C. Lee's name keeps getting thrown out there a lot. There was talk about maybe yeah. Brooke Lopez, some kind of deal for Brooke Lopez. Yeah, but I, I would just man, who- like I'd be afraid to take on a bad contract, especially yeah. for another big when you already got Gasol locked down. Yeah. I think when Brandon Wright comes back, that's going to be a big deal. I think he'll I be think- he'll fit in well with the t- team we have now. Yeah, I think with him and Conley, Conley's going to be able to get out and run a little bit more with Brandon. Right. And I think that that's going to be able to help him out. Conley was so aggressive last night. Well, oh, man, it was nice to watch. Yeah. It was nice to watch. I know it was just Brooklyn and, you know. It doesn't matter, probably, yeah. It's still fun to watch, yeah. Because we need, we need him to step up no matter who we're playing. He was super aggressive. I like, fact, I like the fact that we started Jermichael Green. You know, I love Jermichael Green. My favorite Grizzly. You know, I heard a good stat today. This going to sound like a, him shooting threes and pick up basketball. <laughs> but I heard. For the season, he's ten for eighteen. Yeah, three I heard points, that too. Which is that's not a big sample size, but if he can keep up close to that kind of pace, that'd be really, really good. Just for be him. consistent. Yeah, give him some more yeah. shots, man. You know, he's so aggressive and he goes after every rebound. I love that guy, man. He's good, that man, but he's big. not big enough to be your five uh, for thirty no, minutes not. a game. I he's was proposing. Go ahead. I think that Ron Holland has got stuff with his game a little bit. You know. 
Tim, so. chime in on Ron Hollins. Yeah, no, I'm not a fan of Ron Hollins, but yes, if yeah. we're if we're going to continue to have him towards the end of the year, because I know his second 10 day contract just ended, so now we got to make the yeah. decision whether we sign him to the end of the year or He'll not. He'll get signed again. Then, then yeah. he he can produce, I think, there. But I don't want to see us running plays for him. He he just needs yeah. to get points as far as hustle points, rebounds, blocks. Agreed. And then Maybe a lob off I, I was about to say, and get get a get a lob from Chalmers and Conley. Yeah. They so, say Wright will be back after the All Star game, so. Hopefully, man. But he was supposed to be back in November. Yeah. Yep. I, I, I was proposing this, Dustin. Uh, training for Kufus, man. He's on a one-year contract. Oh, I love Kufus. Probably wouldn't have Dude, to give I up not, much, and he's easily acclimated back into the system. I was sick when we gave him up. And it's yeah. been a problem for us all year. Back up big man. It's it has. But it's been – I didn't mean to cut you off, but it's been a problem because Brandon Wright's been hurt. The replacement's right. been yeah. hurt. True. So it doesn't show the depth that we have. Kufus and Gasol were so similar, they couldn't be on the court at the same time as we expected Wright and Gasol to be able to coexist. I feel like they played well together yeah. last year. Well, maybe it's just me. Yeah. But well, yeah, everybody's got to step up the game now. Everybody, you know, not one player, can especially Conley though. Conley's yeah, the key, man. Tom. Yeah, Conley's got to be aggressive as he was. Zebo, Jeff Green, like stay consistent, right? Yeah. You know, Jeff Green's starting to get into a nice role. I think the last five yeah, to seven games or something like that, he's. He's 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 averaging really uh, ever since he had that big blow up man he's really played well yep. since then yeah. yeah which is a good sign right I I know the it's only fun. bad game he's had since then is Dallas last week I yeah. was at the Dallas uh. game last Saturday night and he was throwing up brick after brick yeah right yeah he looked hurt so though. Mad. He looked like he was limping. Like he he was giving no effort on defense. He kept grabbing his knee. I don't yeah, know. He was forcing. Yeah. But uh, let me yeah. ask you this, man, before I let you go, okay? Uh, I was reading a report today about Kevin Durant to the Grizzlies next year. Yeah. Uh, do you think that's feasible? Because I'm, I'm before you give your explanation, I'm gonna say what I think. Okay, then you can go. Okay. I was saying this that Kevin Durant could make it on any team, right? Big stage, yeah. little stage, whatever. Okay. So, but maybe he's not comfortable wanting to be in that big light situation right maybe he wants to be in a Oklahoma City Memphis type of situation because if you have to choose okay uh, bright lights in New York their team the Grizzlies team Grizzlies team is more set up for success they're just a player away the Knicks wouldn't have to compete with anybody but like you know basically Cleveland right as of right now Uh, so do you you think it's feasible I said a point three chance (laughs) Yeah, I say less I mean, than that. <laughs> uh, there's not. I don't see a real big chance of getting him. You know, he'll but, stay in Oklahoma City if he's gonna. Yeah, before he comes I think to Memphis, he'll stay in Oklahoma City before he comes to the Grizzlies. But it would be amazing if we got. Him. I'm already starting a like, chance, man. Phenomenal. Dur sanity. Ooh. The perfect fit for the Grizzlies. Dur sanity, man. Get yeah, the Durantula. I mean, that would be awesome. We'd have man. to give up. I mean, just imagine the starting lineup: of Conley, Allen, Durant. Zebo and Mark Gasol. Yeah, I don't think Zebo and Allen may not be back, but I would say this: as long as you got Conley Gasol and Durant, you're a contender. Yeah, but yeah, I'm, you're I'm a contender every time. I'm you keeping. Can I'm, with anybody how can you league. afford him though? If you have all those guys, I'm ca- I don't know where's the money going to come from. You, you can't, Sam. You can't sign Conley to a max. No, even though Conley doesn't stay if we get Durant. You can't yeah. have both money wise. I know. I would keep Tony Allen because that's his kryptonite. Do you yeah, think there's a chance Conley leaves? That's a big, big yes, thing out there. I do. Yeah, I think he's leaving. I think there's a more of a chance he'll stay than go. I, I mean, like seventy yeah. thirty. Well, I I, under, yeah. I wouldn't understand. Like I thought Gasol was gone. I wouldn't understand wanting to stay here if you want to win a championship. If you want to win a championship, you got to go somewhere else. I feel like he gave some kind of. Uh, 
had some kind of an agreement with Gasol. Like, you sign now, and I'll sign when it's my time, you know? Yeah, man. That's all. That's a handshake, man. That's not concrete. Yeah. I, Colin's a stand-up guy. He's not going to go back on his word, man. Well, we'll see. Dustin, man, thank you so much for chiming in, man. You're going to have to come in and take a seat sometime. Definitely. Thank you all for having me. All Thanks, right, man. Buddy. Have all a good right. one. Y'all have a good night. Thanks, all right, bud. That was Dustin Badgett chiming in on the Memphis Grizzlies. About time we got his ass on the show, man. Yeah, man. He's been dodging us forever. I had to twist his arm. All right, I'm going to call my man KJ. I told him I'd call him 20 minutes ago. Uh oh. <laughs> Calling KJ. It's ringing. You can hear it. Only my show, you hear the phone ring. <laughs> Everybody else's, they edit it. Hello. KJ, what's up, my guy? What's going on, man? Nothing, man. Thank you so much for taking time to join us. Hey, how you doing, man? Good, good, good. So uh, we're going to hit right on it. Uh, beginning half of the show, we touched on, we were kind of recapped the season. Uh, we talked about the Super Bowl. Give me some of your thoughts, because you're a football expert. Give me some of your thoughts of how the Super Bowl went. Basically, man, it was a defensive struggle game. Absolutely. Things, the things that went on in the game, defensive line controlled the ball. Even Carolina's defense controlled the game. Mm-hmm. Just couldn't get nothing moving because of the Broncos' defense was extra stout. Just better. Mm-hmm. It seemed yeah, like they were better. They were better coached, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I mean, they was more prepared. I mm-hmm. mean, five, five the offensive play calling. The, the one, one of the the main, uh, uh, the Carolina plays offensive plays where they gained yards was the option. They went to that one time. Yeah, gained almost. 25 yards off a run. Uh-huh, you're right. never went back to it. So, you know, I, I, I think Wade Phillips really outcoached uh, Shula on that one, man. Like you said, he was more prepared. Tim touched on it earlier. He said, Carolina, because it felt like they were down more than what they were, they kind of abandoned their game plan, it seemed like. Exactly. Exactly. They went to – they put the ball more in Cam's hand when, when it was still a 10-7 game, a 13-7 game. A sixteen to seven game. They went to throwing the ball more than you know usual, and basically they was playing into the Broncos' hands because they let the, the pass rush off the Tennessee's back and come after Cam. And so, they controlled the football. So let me ask you this because I talked about this. Uh, the the big incompletion challenge stayed incomplete. Do you think that was a catch? This is the you know. We all we go back and forth with this all day, but you know it's a deadline. The rules say if the ball moves and it touches the ground, they're not going to rule it again. So do you think it touched I mean, the ground? To me, to me, I think it was a catch. I agree. I okay. agree. I'm with you, coach. I, mean, I even, I mean, I can even, we can even go back. What was that? Two years ago or last year with the Cowboys? Yeah. That was two years ago. Two years ago. You know, well, with the dead Brian catch. Agree. That's a catch to me also. I agree, That's man. Just, athletic play you gotta let these guys make plays and they gotta get better about the rulings man they it has to be concrete you know one way or the other you know i feel like it's too up and down no one really knows like is this a catch is this pass interference we got to get these rules man more concrete and until we do that we always gonna have these controversy plays that that changes game Right, that was, game change and play. That was huge because the next play was the fumble for the touchdown. Yeah, sack fumble. Exactly. So in a defensive That's game, when you're talking about field position, that, that it was huge, man. It was huge because to me, the two biggest plays in the game was that the no call led to the fumble and the touchdown, and then the, <clears throat> the assumption of a fair catch on the 61 yard yeah, punt I return. Was, 
I, I definitely was going to hit on that point. That changed the whole complexion of the game mm-hmm. because you had Carolina guys that let up on that play. Yeah, because like I said, they must not have been looking. They assumed he called for a fair catch. Because they were so close. Like, you just think he's yeah. going to do it. Because Denver's offense wasn't moving the ball either. Right? Wasn't, uh, wasn't doing nothing. Carolina, like I said, Coney Evans, if you think about it, he had two sacks. That guy was beast mode, yeah. man. That one-handed uh, interception, yeah. that was sick, man, yeah. for, especially for a big man. They yeah. got to running around. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So so you think about if Carolina put up points, Tony Ely is the defense. You know, he may be the MVP of the Super Bowl. Absolutely, man. Agreed. Cause so did, he have, did he have two or three sacks? I'm not sure. He had at least two. And I know. He, I know he had two. And he caused the fumble. Yeah. Plenty of pressure. Fumble yeah. And an yeah, man. Right. He, he balled out, man. Yeah. Carolina hurt themselves all day. Carolina hurt themselves all day. Uh, Denver's defense was a great defense, best defense I saw since the 2000 Ravens. But they are no 2000 Ravens, right? So you think no, they're better than what. the Seahawks uh, defense of, of late? I'm, I'm gonna say that because I'm, I'm gonna say this. I think they're better because Denver had no offense, right? Yeah. We talk about Russell Wilson's an elite quarterback. Now he wasn't two years ago or whatever, but he was earning it at you that know, point. Two years ago, they moved the ball. They still had, you know, they had an offense. They, they had a great the offensive line. They ran the shit out of the ball, and 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 uh, Wilson was mistake proof basically. So, but I mean that defense, I I don't know, man. It's tit for tat. Yeah. Judgment call. Yeah, it's, just, it's, it's, it's it's comparable, but at the same time. That that Seahawks defense put up, you know, they was consistent over years. So they that's were. why you can say that they that they are better than we got to see what this Denver defense. Hey, they might not have Von Miller next year. That, yeah, yeah, absolutely. That, that's their biggest biggest fish they need to get in this all season. Yeah, there's I think at least five players on that defense that that are going to free agency. Stewart, Stewart that came over from Baltimore with Kubiak. Mm-hmm. I believe Marshall, Marshall the. Uh, the other linebacker. There's several guys, so And so I think uh and, uh uh what's his, what is his name? The other middle linebacker. Trevathan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Triathan, yeah. Triathan as well? I don't remember, man. I just remember seeing Denver I was reading a list of all the uh top free agents and Denver's team was on there quite a bit, so well and you know, of yeah, course so they just gotta lock down Miller. Miller's the the priority, so yeah. if you get him locked oh, down man. you can just kinda fill in Everyone else, you, you know, from there, but they're gonna have to back the bring stuff up. Man. Oh, yeah, man. He he got paid in that game, man. He definitely made some money that game. I mean, the whole playoffs, he wrecked havoc against New England. Yeah, yeah he did, man. He set, set the all time record in the playoff postseason sacks. Wow, had like six, six and a half, something like that. Get that money, man. Yeah. So, how much of this falls on Wade Phillips' shoulders? A lot of it, a lot of the Wade, Wade is a awesome. He's a coordinator. Yeah, he's a, a mastermind, yeah. He wasn't a bad head coach, though. No, he, he wasn't a bad one. He, he's just he not a head coach. There, huh? Well, let me bring this up to you, okay? I'm going to bring this up a long time ago. The the miracle in Nashville, right? If that play doesn't happen, Buffalo – that's the year Tennessee went to the Super Bowl. If that play doesn't happen, Buffalo advances in the playoffs. And we're talking about a whole different – Destiny, you know what I mean? And you're talking about yeah. the year he got fired uh, from the Cowboys. No different legacy of football because you still you have the Rams that played with the Titans that year. Uh-huh. No stopping them at the one yard man. There's some huge plays that came from that playoff. It's, yep. It's just changed with the Bills, but I think the Bills are just you know they're bad luck, they're cursed. Yeah, man. Nobody likes yeah, them anyway. Nobody cares. No. 
<laughs> Not at all. You know. Uh, let me ask you this: Do you think Peyton Manning retires? Well, man, I say yeah. I agree. Because I brought you know, up, I hear he's being lured to the to the L.A. Rams. Yeah, my, my magic even Magic Johnson said it. That's what CJ told him. He told him he'd even throw in some money if he comes. To the <laughs> <laughs> Give him a couple of endorsement deals and shit. Yeah. Uh, so you, you know, can, hey, Magic got it, man. Magic got it. Yeah, man. All but right. So about it is, man. I think Peyton needs to go ahead and walk away from the game. He he has nothing to prove. No. You leave while you're uh, Super Bowl champ, you know. Yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. He's so competitive, I man. I just think that guy loves the game so yeah. much, though, yeah. man. Oh, he'll be a coach. You think so, man? Absolutely. I heard someone talking about how fuck me and a coach, man. The guy's made two hundred and fifty million bucks or something, something like that. He might be able to be an owner, you know? Yeah, yeah. He's made so yeah. much money, so that's he's not ca- with, the, with the endorsement deals. Peyton had not spent none of his NFL money, right? Yeah. Much yeah. like Marshawn that's Lynch, what we're like you said, Lynch, yeah. yeah. You think if Lynch hadn't spent none of his money, so you got to say if Peyton's a true businessman, I'm pretty sure yeah. his money is he's set, man. Right. He's set. They're part owner of the Grizzlies. He yeah. and his wife are, yeah, like one percent just for flash. It counts, though. I'll take it. I don't yeah, care. right. Yeah. <laughs> Even though I don't like the guy, they get season tickets for that one percent. <laughs> no, nah, man. It's just, you know what you think? Him, Eli, Archie, all of those, the Manners, they got. Nice little lump sum. Absolutely. So let me ask you this before you get out of here. Uh, Terrell Owens, Hall of Famer, not Hall of Famer, or should he been in over Harrison, or what do you think? Man, you know, this first ballot Hall of Famer. I agree, Coach. Yeah. What do you think kept him out? The attitude, you know, the off the field thing. Right. But he never got in any legal trouble. He never got in any legal trouble, but how many reporters, how many teammates, how many coaches? Did he alienate or rub the wrong way? Well, I could name quite a few, but we don't have time. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we say we say that those things should matter, but in real life, those things matter. Yeah, but, I, I, matter. They, but they do. I felt like this, man. If Chris Carter didn't get in on first ballot, I wouldn't have a problem with To not getting in. But when Marvin Harrison gets yeah. in, that's where it bothers me. Two wrongs don't make yeah. it right, though. Well, Chris Marvin, Carter should have been Marvin, in. I'm this sorry is about second that. Year up. Yeah, this is Marvin's second year up, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Marvin Harris, you know, he he. But he he. Forty-three receptions in a season. Yeah, man, he was good. He he was was awesome. But I'm gonna say this, man. You want to speak about off-field trouble? He had felony gun charges. Yeah, you know what I mean. I was guilty of some folks, which doesn't compare to sit-ups in the driveway. The only thing T.O. was really guilty of is big mouth, man, talking a lot of shit, and he tore he tore two teams apart, man. Right. He ruined my franchise for a second. Yeah. On the field, what third and. Third and touchdowns, right? No. Yeah. Third and yards. Second, second and touchdowns. touchdowns. Yeah, one, one of the others. Yeah, all that, man. Six, six in, in receptions. Man. Yeah. I mean. And, and you take away, he probably, he's, he's probably second all-time in drops. Yeah. <laughs> if you looked probably, you know what I mean? That was his weakness, right? Towards the end of his career. Oh, even early, man. As a San Francisco fan, I remember early on he had problem with drops because he made that big catch against yeah. Green Bay. But you know, and that was a but during big deal. that game he dropped four passes. Right. Yeah, it's a yes, tough game did. to watch. Sure well, that's amazing, man. A terrible game. Right. Came through when it counted. Well, KJ, man, thanks for coming. I'm gonna tell you this: Ray Lewis is my favorite non-Philadelphia Eagle of all time. 
Oh, man, I appreciate that. Man. No you problem, can listen man. to that guy. That guy talked forever. Oh, yeah. Man. yeah, love that dude, man. Well, thank you so much. I'm gonna, I'm gonna bring you back on. Maybe one day get you in here to sit in a chair, man. I appreciate it, man. All right, thank All you right. so much, man. Have a go. Uh-huh. Uh, you too, man. All right, now. Good guess, man. Yeah. Top notch guess. All three yeah. really good yeah. guests, man. Yeah. Yeah. So we're gonna do one more guest that we're gonna kind of get out of the show. Uh, let me call Walt right quick. Uh, We're going to talk a little Memphis Tigers. Mr. Stallings. Uh, if I can find them. I won't have much to say about them. <laughs> so, man. I'm so off with them. Right well, he's dialing, man. Did you have a chance to watch the Houston game? I didn't get to catch it. I just read all the horrible man, notes about it. For the first time in forever, I didn't even know they were playing. Oh, my God. Me and Q but, have been talking about how several times that's happened yeah. for us during the season, yeah. That's just sad and crazy. Right, it is, yeah. And it's a shame on myself because Blue and the Tigers win. Right, I know all three of us, man. Walt. What's up, guy? How you doing, man? I'm good. I'm good, man. Thanks for taking time to chime in on my show. You sound like you're taking a shit right now, man. Are you you busy? (laughs) (laughs) Nothing, dude. (laughs) CJ, just being a character, man. So we're going to jump right in it, man. I'm calling you. Uh, You're a huge Memphis Tiger fan. Uh, I want you to give me kind of a state of address where you feel the Tiger program is at right now. Um, man, being a lifelong Tiger fan, it's uh, it's pretty frustrating right now. I wasn't um, I wasn't one of the passionate haters when he first came. When Cal left, I sort of felt like we just sort of had to do what we had to do. We had to make a cheap hire. We didn't really know where we were going then, and um, you know, he was a proven recruiter. We sort of bailed out on, you know, the the hires we wanted to make at first. I thought it was all right, and even through the Joe Jackson recruiting class, and probably through Joe Jackson's sophomore year or even his junior year, I was kind of on board. And uh, I think at this point in time, it's clear, you know, recruiting is down. Uh, attendance is, you know, in the garbage right now. Horrible. It's terrible. They said. Um, I heard today. They said that. Um. They haven't been averaging 6,000 people a game. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, it's horrible. The game the other day, I think it was against Cincinnati. It looked like it was about a third full. And it was that was an ESPN game. Wow. Oh, did yeah, you yeah. Did you uh, hear about Tom yeah. Bowen tried to go to the Grizzlies and renegotiate their 20-year contract midway through? Like, what kind of leverage do you have to make any kind of demands for a better contract, you know? Right, exactly. So Even, dumb. And even with a even with a ten million dollar buyout, you know you're at a point where I've seen estimates, and I can't verify this offhand, but I've seen estimates that we're going to lose four million dollars a year, man. Wow! If we continue to keep them, and so I think it's almost at this point where if they can find the money, you've got a ten million dollars would be the largest coaching buyout in college basketball history. Yes. But you got to do it and to move right. forward. And someone will pony up, man. Fred Smith, somebody will give them the money to do it that's the hard part man you know it's um you don't want to pay anybody that much to not coach you know essentially pay somebody that much to go away but what's the alternative you know what do you lose if you keep them because every season i I felt like this right um I think he could turn out to be a, a good coach, Passner, but he's lost his program. Yeah. I'm going to say this. A lot of guys transferred. When Austin Nichols transferred, that was sort of like – because, you know, say Pastor can't deal with, you know, uh, inner city type of kids. But when Austin Nichols left, the great white hope, that was kind of nailing the coffin, right? Right. right. And it, I, think that was, I think that was the end for a lot of people, a lot of people who even 
you know, tried to support it up to that point. So who you want, Penny or Stoudemire, man? Ah, man, I'm such a homer, man. I want Penny. Um, I would have said Stoudemire. You know, I'd be happy with Stoudemire. But, I'd be happy with anybody know. at this point, man. God. Yeah, I think, man, when I think about Penny, man, I think, first of all, like, how cool would it be if the Tigers were a Penny Grand team? You know, he's got a contract, he's got that deal. Like, what if we were the first Penny Grand team in college basketball? Um, still well respected by, you know, not just players out there, but think about the players' parents who were coming to visit when he was at his prime. I feel like the Penny thing is just a fantasy, man. Like, honestly, what has he done to really deserve to have a college basketball program? Anything. He's like, the head coach at East right now. I mean, okay. But what it would mean to the city – of course, you'd have to uh, – Are we hiring high school coaches to be head coaches for but, our program? Now? Is that what we're resorting the, to? But this isn't any high school coach. Oh, he just a name, though. wasn't a coach before he coached. But, but he this, was an assistant coach. But this is huge. Yeah. You, you get Penny and you put uh, – more experienced assistants around him because people want to come play for Penny Hardaway. Man. Isn't that what you did for Passner, though? But yeah. it's not the same. He's not the the superstar player. He doesn't have the NBA ties that a Penny Hardaway would have. It would right. electrify the city. It would electrify the city, but I don't know if it wins you games, man. And that's what we're trying to do because if you don't win at the end of the day, it's it's just going to go right back to shit again, you know? But let, let me ask. Go ahead, Walt. I was just saying, man, think about two as far as Think about the connections that Penny's got, you know, even from his league days. It's just from being around, being that name. Mm-hmm. I like, think it'd be great for recruiting, but, I mean. Well, let me say this. Let me say this, and then, Walt, I'll let you chime in on it, right? Uh, you you get Penny Hardaway, right, who has, already right. has coached the Lawson guys, right? So right. his first two, three years, he's already uh, acclimated with his best players. Right? right, so while he's grooming to be a head coach, he's already got guys he's familiar with. Wouldn't that uh, make it a little bit more, as far as grooming, uh, a little bit easier? I, yeah, man, I think so. And I also think the other thing about Vinny is, you know, there are a lot of men, college coaches, guys who've had a lot of bad uh, success in the college game who didn't have head coaching experience, college head coaching experience. Are you? But who has came out of high school basketball to be a head coach in the college ranks and really been successful? Never been an assistant in the in the college ranks or NBA ranks. Yeah, well, think about um, what's the guy's name now, man? Uh, Chicago Bulls head coach came from uh, Iowa. Yeah, Hoiberg. Hoiberg. Yeah, good coach. Um, that uh, name fading me right now, but um. He coached you know, at he, Iowa State. I know he's really successful there, but I'm sure he coached somewhere else. Before but we then. don't know. Yeah. I mean, but you can't say what you don't know as, as a proof of something. He was an office guy. He had never he had never coached any basketball before. He was an office guy that they just had faith when they brought him into Iowa State that he knew the game. I think he was, uh, you know, he was doing something for the Minnesota Timberwolves, but it wasn't the ball coaching. I think, uh, I'm not sure if he was a film guy or an analytics guy, but he wasn't a coach. Wow, that's oh. impressive. I know he's a former player. I remember when he played in the yeah, NBA. the mayor, yeah. man. Yep. But I just think I think at this point, you know. I man, think it'd be exciting. Better. I'd be excited about it, too. I just don't – I don't – it's hard for me to put a lot of credence in that. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it'd be I, exciting. I mean, I'm sure the whole city, like you said, would be be lit up, man. If Memphis, you know, I, if Memphis stays put with uh, Pastner, man – is there any yeah, chance that we can get behind him again, or is he kind of like no? Barring him winning, wore out his welcome. <laughs> I, I think it's over, man. I think um, 
you know, like I said, I wasn't even one of the people. I wasn't early on the train of hating him. I tried really hard to support him. But I think the thing that uh, is really disheartening about his whole career here is can you think of any coach who has had the recruiting classes, the rankings for recruiting classes he's had, who has underperformed with that kind of talent? I mean, look at our team right now. I mean, say what you want. You know, you can make excuses and say, well, Nick King wasn't as good as we thought or so-and-so wasn't as good. But Duke had two McDonald's All-Americans on this team. I don't subscribe to that at all. I don't think anyone's back in Passner at this point, man. The guy's totally yeah. lost the team. He hasn't developed any of the players he's recruited. <laughs> and, hell, out of that one big recruiting class with Nick King and that whole gang, five players have transferred. Right. That's astonishing, hey, man. He can't coach. I think, <laughs> I think next year we'll see that even more, man, once, uh, once Nichols is eligible to play and even when Kings they also play down in Alabama you know if those guys really come out and show out and I think especially with Nichols it's kind of what everybody expects like so Nichols isn't playing now for Virginia no no he's uh, he had to sit out for a year okay yeah and um I mean look at uh even like Tarek man Tarek transferred and uh was a guy who looked you know not like a bust looked like somebody who wasn't living up to his height went one year at Kansas up less numbers and was in the NBA the next year. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's like he still got an NBA career on yeah, somebody's yeah. team right now. He carved out I, I can't stand year. that dude. Yeah, he start he started the game with three fouls, man. <laughs> <laughs> but that's yeah. how it goes. Anything else you want to chime in, Walt? As far as the Tigers go, any uh, other possible uh, head coaches on the radar for you, man? Anyone else you would be interested in? Um, man. So one thing I've been thinking about is um. With the buyout, assuming we buy it out, you know we're not going to have we're not going to have the money or the means to get any of the big name guys. I know everybody you know like the fantasize stuff. What about Bruce Pearl, man? But it's it's just not going to happen. You're going to have to pony up for Pearl. You're right. Yeah, and, and that's also, a good point, Greg, man. Greg Marshall, same thing. Especially when you're paying a guy ten million dollars to leave, you know you're already sort of in debt. But um, that's a wonderful point, man. And if you were to hire either Penny or Stoudemire, they're both super rich, man. So you probably wouldn't yeah, have to pay them a whole lot. They're not concerned about money. They're already, you know, they're already paid. Which is one reason I think they're interesting. Uh, there's a guy at ETSU right now, former uh, Tennessee assistant. His name's also evading me, but um, a guy who pretty much came in, had nothing, got a ton of JUCO transfers. Known as a good coach, known as a good recruiter, guy who's making probably three hundred thousand a year right now. Somebody you could get for under a million dollars. Who, not for Gary Parrish, say the type of guy who could come in and just get the job done. Well, Parrish knows his shit, so yeah. Yeah, you know, there's man, there's a lot of guys around, and I think that's what Memphis fans have to realize. Like, I'm as big a homer as anybody else, but it's not going to be that home run hire per se. It's not going to be that big name unless it's a Stoudemire or a Penny. For somebody who doesn't have head coaching experience, uh, a great you know, point. Looking, I think the thing I want more than anything is I just want a guy who could coach, man. Yes. Just coach, man. Yeah. If you can coach, like I'll I'll deal with you. If you don't get the best yeah. players, whatever it is, man. Just if you can adjust and the get when the game's going and do those sorts of things, man. I think I could roll right. with that. You know, I don't I don't need anybody to overperform, man. Just perform with what you have. Yeah, you man. The recruiting base this city's had because. You know, you don't have to be Calipari, man, but look at what we did before Calipari. You've made a Sweet 16 an average of every four years since mm-hmm. the 70s, you know. Right. we got to get back to at least that. Last year was the first year in 15 seasons that we didn't make any postseason tournament, NIT or NCAA tournament. Probably be the yeah, same this crazy, year. Right. That's a losing, horrible. Losing to East Carolina at home, you know. Like, <laughs> oh, my God. That point. That man, was uh, sad. 
Well, I appreciate it, man. Appreciate All right, let me ask all. you this before, before yeah, I let you go. Man. Before I let you go. Is uh, Vontae Perfect your most hated player in the NFL? <laughs> Don't get me started. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, already, man. All right, man. We'll do that on another time. All right. Ah, oh, dude, I'm already a handful of beers into my night, man. You're gonna, you're gonna have to start giving me something harder than beer, dude. If you want me to talk about him. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough, man. Maybe one day we can get you here to sit in a chair, man. All right, I'm getting there. Awesome, man. Well, thank you so much for chiming in. All right, thank you. All right, man. We'll be in touch. Have a good one. All right, too. Later. Good, good guess, man. Great yeah, point man. with yeah. the whole like not having a whole lot of money to spend. That was yeah. a great point. I never yeah. thought about that. Yeah, yeah I never factored that in. Already for to get rid of Pastner. Excellent point. Yeah, man. So thanks so much to Walt, KJ, Dustin, and Matt all chiming in to help excellent, me out. Excellent. That was fun. Uh, so before we get out of here, man, we touched on the NFL. Yep. Right. Uh, so Mickey Gall, right, won UFC fight this past weekend with opportunity to be CM Punk's first opponent. Mm-hmm. Uh, Funny, uh, I just bring it up because you know we love CM Punk, right? Yep. Uh, my the owner boss guy at one of my jobs, you know him, met him, Harlan, really mm-hmm. good guy, awesome guy. Mickey Gall is one of his lifelong best friend's son. What? Wow. So he was texting me the other day, like, "Do you know who CM Punk is?" I'm like, "Uh, yeah." You know, we asked me if I knew him. Yeah. And I'm like, well, I never met the guy just because I wrestled. He, said, he said wrestling, so yeah, he, he's coming to you but, first. But I knew what he meant, and I'm like, I knew of CM Punk, of course, man. And uh, I said, he told me that's. One of his lifelong best friend's sons going to fight him. And it, Have you heard that he's not actually going to fight Sam Punk? He's having back surgery now. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Such a bummer, I man. I heard that. No, I read it, man. It's a fact. Like, it's not a speculation or anything. Well, he's almost 40, man. Sam he, Punk. He needs to just let it go, man. I know, like, it's a big passion of his or something. Maybe he should just train. A lot of these guys, like, a lot of... You know, big name people, they like to train and this stuff. And you don't have to go out there and is, is, put your brain on the line. Is this you back know? what was wrong with him back in August or whenever he's supposed to have I'm not even sure, fight? Tim. I'm not even sure. I know he got injured then and they got postponed till and sp- supposed to be right after the first of the year. And now it's gone to I summer. know also they gave him a shot to go on that Ultimate Fighter show to try to earn a spot, you know, yeah. and he turned that down also. So maybe it's just not in the cards man you know yeah. and like you said i didn't realize he was quite 40 years old i thought he was probably mid 30s or so yeah. you know but i know he's getting up there right. right well so i'm gonna bring this up uh george carl out in sacramento right they decided not to fire him right nope that's the thing i read yeah, yeah i think so yeah they, they they had to come to jesus meeting pretty much because he felt like the ownership was back in cousins and yeah. cousins what he 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 feels like he can't get on the cousins if yeah. cousins does something wrong he feel, he can't yank him because like he's, he's like he's threatened. It, yeah. it's like an rg3 situation yeah, yes yes so they came in because they said uh the owner said he didn't like how it looked that they would be paying coaches every two years to yeah. take the year off because they made a bad hire. Uh, so that's basically, a good point. Especially like the Pastner, you're paying X amount of dollars right. for three or four coaches now that aren't coaching anyway. Well, here's the situation. I mean, like Big Ken was on this, man. Uh, they're not giving these coaches a chance. No. I agree. A year or two and they're gone. Yeah. Right? Right. Derek Fisher, gone from New York. Yeah. Now, I heard they're going to try to lure Scott Brooks so they can bring in like, a better opportunity to get in Durant, you know. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, but that's not an upgrade. I never thought Brooks was that good a coach anyway. I agree. But, if uh, it nets you Durant, though, and you get Durant under contract, you boot Brooks but, out a year or two. But it seems where, like these teams are at the bottom feeders, man. Every two years, they're bringing in a, a new coach. A a I new think coach. a larger problem, too. I think we've touched on this probably five or six times, but you can't cater to these guys that are problems on your team. You can't let these guys like you know the override show. the coach. And I think it's 
of of uh, it's paramount that the coach and your best player are in a partnership. You know, yeah, absolutely. And that's how you're going to get the whole team to rally together and perform at its best. That's where I think everybody's not as one. Like you right. say, the coach and the player need to be on. But your if the best player but, and your coach but, but or your leader. It, but yeah. if your best player gets upset because he gets pulled, and then all of a sudden he's at the owner's doorstep, hey, I'm, I want to be traded. If mm-hmm. you don't fix this situation down here, then all of a sudden who gets backed? Yeah. You know, and then if the player gets backed, Mm-hmm. You've done lost the coach, yeah, right? Man, there. You can ask right. Steph, Stan Van Gundy about this. Yeah, um, yeah, that coward. <laughs> so speaking of which, Dwight Howard, I saw on ESPN app, uh, Houston's actively shopping him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he, he no says surprise he, he there. He didn't demand a trade. Is what I he think said. the best fit for him, if you could do it, uh, Oklahoma City. Uh, if you if you can do it without giving up a Baca, yeah. Uh, I think it's a great deal for them. I think I think that's where he has the best opportunity to help a team get to another level. Does he have any control over where he gets traded or if he gets traded? Does he have like a no trade clause? No, or? he doesn't have a no trade clause. Well, man, I just I think you could do better. You know, you could probably net better a better crop of younger players. Mm-hmm. I think it'd be a good fit for Oklahoma City, it, which Houston's not going to want to help. It, They're going to send his ass to a bad team if they send him in east east middle middle road type team. Maybe Boston, a team like that. Is, is he renegotiating terms? Like, is he to that point Who? in his contract? Who's Dwight it? Howard. No. So, I don't so, think Houston wants anything to do with him. Well, man. I'm just saying, if they trade him, like, is it? He's got, a, like, two years it, left. Okay, so it's not an expiring contract. No, or, not an expiring or, contract. Or, he's up, or he's up for negotiation. I'm going to say this, because this is how my luck's going, especially with the Eagles. Um, Dwight Howard's going to be a Grizzly. <laughs> it's just going to upset me, man. Uh, I don't see that happening either. Yeah, too, much too like much, too much you're money. not going to trade for yet any of these big price big yeah. men when you already got Gasol under contract. Well, that was really a joke. Yeah, yeah, I, I uh, see what you're saying. But I don't, I don't like. He'll that. go to an Eastern Conference team, I think, because like I said, Houston's not going to want to help anyone in the West. Well, I bet if I called Darnell right now, I bet y'all can't guess what team he'd say he'd go to. <laughs> Back to the Lakers. <laughs> no, he'd go to the Knicks. <laughs> oh yeah, he already said yeah. that, man. Either the Knicks or Russia. Or Zegas. <laughs> Rawr. All right, so uh, that's pretty much all we got, man. Uh, Brock yes. Lesnar's dominating. Always. Looks like a beast. Uh, he's the second best beast I know. Uh, Thanks. So. <laughs> all right, sexy stuff. All right, uh, Gasol out possibly for the season. If the Grizzlies can stay Sad. put at five, I think they can still beat the Lakers. I and mean, the Clippers, sorry. Uh, I was I've heard this several times, but – the schedule's not super tough right now. No. All the way until close to the second half of March is when it kind of gets a little tougher. Well, we've already played OKC three times, Golden State a couple times. We well, still have to play those teams again. We, 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 but we finished with Golden State two games at the end of the year and San Antonio all back-to-back-to-back pretty much. So you the, really got to play well season. here in February yeah, in and, er, and early March. I, I, I Late know, March on, you know, you can if you build it up now, yeah. you could kind of coast in. If you in. can just maintain, because you don't want to play the Warriors, Thunder, no. or Spurs, For, even with Gasol. 40, right. 45 to 48 wins is what you need to finish with the to finish the year out. I think that's and, attainable, and, and we'll, man. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think that's where we're going to be. Anything under 42-ish – yeah. Then, then we're a downfall. That's but ugly. Like, yeah. yeah. No, we have failed in the second half of the season. But that, all right, and this takes me to my next point where we're talking about trading. In all honesty, no matter who we get, realistically, we're it not going to beat Golden State. We're not, we're not going to beat San Antonio. Yeah. So I would hate for us to have to trade somebody and lose a key player for us. Just to know we're still not going to make it to the finals. Well, you don't make a trade. Just make a trade. I say this though. Here's your chance, but. You obviously always want to win. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But of if course. you can hold on to the five, 
And like I said, without Gasol, I think you can still beat the Clippers if, yeah. we, if we get a formidable no, center I, situation I worked out. We just really need Wright back. But I think Wright could really fit in well with the group we like have it, right now. If, if Wright comes back, I feel like we can beat anybody but the Spurs and the, and Warriors. the Warriors. I agree with you. So too. if we can get into the second round, because if the, if the Warriors lose Curry or Draymond Agreed. Green, Warriors are not the best team in the league. Yeah, barn either injury. one of them. No, either yeah. one of them. Barn injuries, man. Uh, but you can get that, if you can get past the Clippers in the first round, or a whole put this to play them. Yeah. Get Gasol back, yeah, even man. if it's for twenty minutes a game. Yeah, no, right. in the second and round, little, you gotta start feeling a little optimistic, right? Because you won a playoff series when we weren't supposed to, and you're getting our best player back. It'd be electrifying. And like I said, one of those teams loses if Kawhi Leonard gets hurt, or whatever. You know, Durant. If he goes down, not saying it's going to happen. No, I'm not hoping that happens. No, I, but I, that can happen. Yeah. If we can lose Gasol, they can lose one yeah, of their guys, no, man. It's a long, it's a long season. It's a long season. And there's no other real key injuries, right? No. Right now, so yeah, it's due. NBA's due another big injury. Yeah. So, so uh, I'll I'll take it, like I say. But at the same time, if we can get to that point with our team that we have, which I think we can, we can beat those teams. You never know who could luck up. The one could be. I mean, the eight could beat the one. Which highly unlikely, you know. Yeah. But but you. you can I think ahead. you want to stay put at five, though. Uh, well, you well, want not, the Clippers. I'm not. I'm not talking four. about us. If you can get I'm just four, saying, yeah. if we can make it to the next round, you never know. Golden State or San Antonio could have been eliminated. Right. In the first round, with highly Absolutely. unlikely. Right. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But I th- I think, like I said, we could be in all those other teams. Yeah, I think you want to. I'm with you. You want to match up with the one seed. I yeah. think. Yeah. yeah. You don't the two want, or three seed, let them play each other, beat each and other. And you don't want to play the Spurs at any point. No. Like, right. I'd rather play Golden State. Of course. I agree. Because even though I feel like I have a, a decimal of a chance against a healthy Golden State team, don't I feel see like Spurs. I have no chance don't against the Spurs. Spurs. I think right. they'll beat us in three. I hate the Spurs. But, uh, Conley, man. All about Conley. Yeah. Hope he steps up, man. I hope so, too. Really good He's done it so far, so. Stay healthy, man. Right. Uh, all right, man. That's the end of the show. CJ, Chef Sports Talk. Thanks for joining me. Thanks, man. Uh, brother from the same mother, Tim Bailey. Thanks for coming on. Thank you. Uh, next week, our dad joins us. Yeah. We're going to break down some stuff. I got some stuff worked out for that show. And then uh, Jeremy Graves and uh, Big Little Gray is going to join us. And uh, we're going to go over National Signing Day and, and all that good stuff. Uh, Thanks to KJ Cobbs, Walt Stallings. Yeah, absolutely. Dustin Badgett. And Matt man. Hart, man. Thank you so much for calling in. Thank you so much for supporting me. I love my show. I'm going to say this. Uh, Daniel Bryan retired Monday. A lot of people weren't familiar with him because he had a short stint in the WWE. Uh, but he was a phenomenal worker and the most over guy, most popular guy since Stone Cold Steve Austin. And the the Yes movement, the Yes and everything will uh, probably be a wrestling chant forever. Yes. Uh, that and the No. Uh, so he left his mark. Uh, great wrestler. He had to retire because of concussions as a guy. I wrestled 600 matches. And from wrestling, I probably got six or seven concussions. Uh, in total, I've got almost a dozen with car wrecks and fighting and just being silly. Uh, but he wrestled 16 years and he traveled around and he, there's no telling how many concussions he's had, but that stuff's a real deal. He wants to do a family thing. I respect it. Uh, I envy that he got to do what he loved to do. Uh, so shout out. Yeah, man, absolutely, man. Yes, yes, yes. And, uh, I'm Quentin Bailey. This has been sports, sports and sports queued up, uh, on the OEM network.com. I love my show. Thanks for the support. And we are out. Peace. This 
podcast is a production of Ohm Audio and the Ohm Network. For more information, go to theoamnetwork.com.